0: Dennis Prager here. If you have a business or real estate dispute, I strongly recommend that you call Barack Lurie. Barack, you recently handled a case where one brother was suing his two brothers, your clients. What happened? Well, Dennis, the two brothers struggled but succeeded to build three restaurants. But when the third brother returned from being out of the country for 20 years, he sued to get one third of their business. He claimed an oral deal between them because he had once worked as a cook for them. So what did you do? Well, during trial, we got him to acknowledge certain key dates and to his complete lack of documentation. So when his side rested, we asked the court for what's called a directed verdict, a motion that gets rid of a case after fatal facts come out during trial. And the court agreed, shooting down all but one of the brothers' causes of action. And we settled that one for a very small amount and excused the jury. And justice was done. My friends, you know that I trust Barack Lurie with my own business and other legalities, so to make sure a deal is done right, call him for your own legal issues at 866-575-8111. That's 866-575-8111. Fighting for what's right, Barack Lurie at Lurie & Park, 866-575-8111. This is Brock and this is the Brock Podcast with me, as always, my good friend and producer, Ari David. Always a pleasure. Um, you know, the, the most recent uh, podcast we had uh, called uh, Marginal Thinking uh, really, uh, really hit um, a really big point with a lot of people, I think. And it really is so emblematic of the way uh, liberalism thinks, not necessarily every liberal, but Liberalism itself as a concept, it's what you have to believe. It's the way you have to think in order for you to advance a particular policy, whether that's, uh, as we talked about, uh, abortion, death penalty, Obamacare, um, gun control, I think you brought up as an example, Ari. Um, All those things reflect marginal thinking. In, In other words, that you argue at the margin. And one of the things... Uh, that we also need to address as an example um, is global warming, or climate change, as they they now fondly call it. Um, But it also reflects marginal thinking, doesn't it, Ari? And and I'm not even talking necessarily about global warming in terms of marginal thinking, because it is a, a great example of that, and we'll talk about that in a moment. What I want to talk about is how every... Thing that global warming has predicted has failed, has turned out to be not true. Uh, and as a consequence, I want I, I, you and I would think, well, okay, game over. Um, let's uh, let's fold up the tents and go home because um, you, you would think that they would fold up their tents and go home. We were wrong about global warming, but you're not seeing that. Instead, they're just doubling down. Um, but doubling down is not a good example. It's it's uh, they've literally lost all their money. And, and they're doubling down with nothing. They don't have anything to double down with. So they go forward with their, uh, their plans and, and they go to China uh, to try to you know, hammer out some sort of treaty that's gonna be applicable only 16 years from now. From now. Good luck with that, right? And, and so China has to do nothing, has zero obligations. Well, we in America have to double our reduction in carbon emissions during those same 16 years. So guess who's gonna win in that gamble, right? I mean, it's just kind of an obvious thing. But what's, what's agitating all this is the notion of global warming, that we have to do something about this. I mean, the irony of it all, of course, is he takes Air Force One to China to argue this point, which of course creates so much carbon emission in the process. But the point is that he's gonna, he's caused so much more damage simply by flying than anything that it he helps to accomplish by way of uh, redu- reducing the carbon, carbon emissions. And it does reflect global, uh, sorry, a marginal thinking in a, in a very straightforward way. Here, here it goes as follows. Um, the, uh, if, if we don't do something about this, if we don't, if we don't uh, completely um, change our way of, of cars and everything else, then the whole earth will fall apart, right? Never mind the accuracy of that at all. Let's assume that that's, that's correct. So um, everyone's going to have to completely change their way of thinking. Um, everyone's going to have to completely undo their business style, their uh, the way they, they, they go to work, uh, what they eat, and everything else, all for the benefit of not, not, not too clear what, right? So the, when, when I talk to people who are global warming enthusiasts, what they'll say is, well, we've got to do something. And on the off chance that, that you're wrong, Mr. Lurie, you know, we're going to save the planet, right? But there's the marginal thinking. There is the marginal thinking. That they seem to acknowledge that they could very well be wrong. And they are wrong. But what they argue is, Barack, there is even the one out of a thousand chance that, that it's true, we've got to do something about it there there it is what do you think about that well what? i, I in, ter- in terms of the marginal thinking
1: I, it's absolutely true and and it gets even more uh, profoundly idiotic because they say if there's even a chance we have to do something but they've already defined the something that we're going to do which is complete de- industrialization step by step as far as they will push for and as far as the public will allow when the deindustrialization is not only not the right thing to curb these problems, it's the very opposite thing to achieve their ends. Right. That's and we've talked before about how industrialization has cleaned the environment.
0: No, that's true. I like that. Here's another global warming marginal thinking process that I think is going on here, too. They, they, don't, they think that if only America does it, uh, and only, you know, other countries like America, but basically it means only America, that somehow this will actually have an impact. It won't. It'll have zero impact on it. And they, they you know, they took all the studies and they said even if the entire world uh, reduced their carbon emissions exactly the way America wanted it to, to right, then the temperature would uh, not grow by, I think, uh, less, than, less than half a degree by the end of this century, the 21st century, so uh, that, that's marginal thinking. <laughs> if you could ever, ever imagine it, everything you know—it's the the Cheryl Crow. Let's only use one square of tissue paper for everyone, one every use. One ply of one square. One ply, so yeah. Pull it
1: apart. and yeah, that's right. Hope nothing pushes through. I,
0: I envision a very dirty world in, <laughs> in Sheryl Crow's life. I ain't shaking hands with Sheryl Crow. That, exactly. That, that's that's a very polite way of putting it. <laughs> But but anyway, so it does reflect marginal thinking as well. Um, okay, let's talk about, however, a different topic when it comes to global warming, which is, you know, it's been it's been argued, um, the theory has been uh, bandied about for a good twelve years now. If you start off with, if year zero, <laughs> as it were, or um, Al Gore's fantastic movie, uh, the. Inconvenient, uh, inconvenient truth. truth, I was going to so say. So, like,
1: if 2007 is year zero, that's the beginning of history. Right.
0: I was going to call okay. it the undisputed truth because that's what he would like it to be, but nevertheless, <laughs> uh, the inconvenient truth, right, an inconvenient truth. So let's say it starts off in the year 2002, 2003, and, you know, presumably he had some, some discussion about this before because, after all, the movie purports to have all these scientists who agree with him, right? And, and zero scientists Disagree with him, you understand? Zero out of the thousands and thousands It's movie really
1: magic yeah,
0: That was, they was learned brilliant.
1: They got all the scientists just uh-huh. to line up like atoms In a magnet and agree
0: He should have said only 7% Of scientists disagree with me And you know what folks They say that 12% of the population Still thinks Elvis is alive Yuck, 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 right? I mean everyone would laugh and then everything would be, It all makes sense And in, in other words he would put those 7% in their place Right, but no, he had to go too far. He said zero percent. All right, but I digress. Let's talk about their predictions. Now, um, one of the predictions is, and and this we should kind of go bandy back and forth. They said that the polar ice caps would all be melted by the year twenty (gasps) thirteen. Right, that's right.
1: That was last year. (laughs) They're still there. (laughs) They
0: they are still there. They're
1: (laughs) still there. I think, I They're think,
0: growing so I'm sorry maybe I should't have started off with the, with the big the bandy one. Part. <laughs> the, uh, so okay so, so that didn't happen. That's clear. In fact they can't even show a reduction in the polarized caps at all, let alone that it completely uh, evaporates into to thin air as it were.
1: Earlier this year, I think they said an icebreaker, to save a ship from ice that went to an ice-filled place to
0: study global warming. Yeah, I know. They, they kept... <laughs> it was a, just I think war- they call that irony. Yeah, that's right. That's the Democrats. The party of irony, as I say. I love that. We had a whole show about that, didn't we? About how the de- every policy of the of the Democrats only provides you irony. That's it. It doesn't pres- provide you with results, but only irony. <laughs> so, and, and, and affirmative action, uh, social security, you, you name it, it does exactly the opposite of what it intends to do, which is irony. Okay. So, uh, that's, that's one thing. The other thing they said was, that I can recall is that the temperature would gradually increase consistently for 15 years. And it turns out for the past 19 years that there's been zero growth in the temperature, not just a little bit, not just much less than what they had predicted, but zero growth in the temperature. And everyone is just kind of scratching their heads. It doesn't follow the computer model. Well, you know, it's funny. Uh, Mother Nature apparently is not following the rules, according to the computer. Mother Nature
1: doesn't program in C++?
0: Yeah, apparently not. Wow. Yeah. Well, what happened was that these scientists... I mean, how, how do you explain this, right? How, does, how, how is this possible, you might ask? Well, you and I know how, it's too easy. What happens is these computer programmers go in and they apply all sorts of assumptions in their programming. And you apply the assumptions and then you hit the enter button and uh, surprise, surprise, it predicts that there's a growth in the temperature. Well, but, but that didn't happen and those assumptions just didn't apply. We talked about before about global warming thinking, which it required so many things. One cog needs to connect with another cog, it needs to connect with another cog. It's one assumption upon the other. So many things have to happen, and ultimately it has to fall apart. It's that there's no way it can be consistent. And that's why you knew that this behemoth notion of global warming had to, had to be false. Uh, and then you also have to know that even if, even if there were global warming, and, in fact, even if there were dangerous global warming, which is another assumption upon an assumption, even then you would have to ask yourself, can we do anything about it? And, and we can't. We, we simply can't. Not without China on board, not without India on board, not without Russia on board, and, and not without every major industrialized society. That's, that's just not going to happen. We are but a drop in the bucket. Uh, America is, what, 320 million people or so? Uh, the 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 the, um, the Chinese are 1.2 billion people.
1: There are three of us. Yeah, three so, of us.
0: And they're not they're not paying attention whatsoever. They they have no obligations. They they're laughing at us. So without them on board, we we've got no chance of reducing carbon emissions. Not that I care. Not that I, because I don't think it has any impact whatsoever. And as you correctly pointed out just a little while ago, industrialization is the thing that leads to clean air, not. Uh, going back to the primitive lifestyle of of baking bread and and watching horses poop all over your your, your main square.
1: Using elephant dung
0: is to fuel your bread fire. It's not a good thing, folks. (laughs) Oh, All right?
1: Kind of gross. (laughs) The the thing that strikes me is sort of two points here. Number one, on the computer modeling, you're saying profoundly that there are more variables in real life than a computer programmer can account for in a computer program for this. That's right. (laughs) Fascinating. It's fascinating. Fascinating. And then second of all, for the the true way to get rid of global warming is, uh, and this is obvious, and you'd think they would think marginally this way, is to obviously get rid of the globe. Blow up the Earth, no global warming. Right. Why haven't they come up with that?
0: That's right. Wasn't
1: there something called a nuclear winter?
0: That's right. All right, here's a, um, this is from the Washington Post, a quote uh, back from 1922. November 2nd, 1922. Uh, and what do they write? They write, the Arctic Ocean is warming up. Icebergs are growing scarcer. And in some places, the seals are finding the water too hot. How, how, do, they, how yes. do they, by the way, how do they determine that? Did they, did they ask the seals? Did they interview them? How's the temperature going for you? You know, it's, it's a little too hot. <laughs> Weren't those written by the people who
1: killed seals for the fur trade? and was yeah. an excuse to yeah. <laughs> slaughter them. Water is
0: too hot for them. We have to save them. Let me continue on. Reports from fishermen, seal hunters, and explorers all point to a radical change in climate conditions and hitherto unheard of temperatures in the Arctic zone. Exploration expeditions report that scarcely any ice has been met as far north as 81 degrees, 20, 29 minutes. I, I presume that's very high uh, in, in the north. Within a few years, it is predicted that due to the ice melt, the sea will rise and make most coastal cities uninhabitable. Okay, This is from 1922, my friends. This is some uh, 90 years ago, Uh, more than 90 years ago. And um, not one single city, of course, has been rendered uninhabitable due to this. All right. Uh, Then, let's see. Uh, On July 5th, 1989, Noel Brown, then the director of the New York office of the United Nations Environment Program, warned of a, quote, 10-year window of opportunity to solve, close quote, global warming. And, uh, he, he writes that otherwise entire nations could be wiped off the face of the earth by rising sea levels if the global warming trend is not reversed by the year 2000.
1: Even though the 77 years from 1922 to 1989 didn't result in the elimination of the North Pole?
0: Correct. There's a good friend of mine. He, he called it, what did he call it? Year zero thinking.
1: Right? I've heard of that. That's yes, right. That guy. He's goes. good looking.
0: <laughs> the sure? ladies like him. <laughs> Year zero, uh, because you know what doesn't matter. What they, what you said in the past. What matters is what you say right now. This moment. Oh, gosh, it's great. Um, you know that's that's like Groundhog Day, isn't it? That, that's what. That's you know, what liberalism is. Yeah, you know we should do a whole show based upon how liberalism is just like Groundhog Day. They keep on trying these new things, that doesn't work. That doesn't
1: work. And it really is just the same old idea. Yeah. You know Obama. Well, our opponents want the tired old ideas of the past: tax cuts, you know, corporate benefits, corporate welfare, no, uh, no environmental rights Tired old ideas of the past. Right. Meanwhile, he's dragging up the stuff that was from
0: tyrants of antiquity. Well, we'll we'll, we'll do another podcast about. Groundhog Day, but anyway, let's let's continue on because here they say it's a 10-year opportunity to solve global warming. So, in other words, uh, you know everything has to be done by the year 2000. And if we don't do it, well, then we'll have coastal flooding and crop failures, and that which all would result in an exodus exodus of eco refugees, which would also threaten political chaos. Okay, so that was 1989. Okay, that's uh, what uh, approximately 20 no, 15 years. No, 20 years 20 plus years 25 years 25 years, yeah Yeah, so 25 years ago This is their theory And of course Nothing of the sort has happened uh, There are no eco-refugees And if it, it's true That you have to do something By the year 2000 That it's irreversible Well, then let's forget about it It's year. It's almost the year 2015 Yeah, we're all gonna die We've messed so up let's just enjoy And, and lead, uh, lead a hedonistic lifestyle and, and we're done Okay? Or learn to swim Alright, so that that forecast never occurred. Um, and then uh, we talked about the unexpected 17-year pause in global warming rather than the actions of mankind, uh, which can have continued to spew out carbon dioxide at record uh, levels. And by the way, I'm, I'm quoting a lot from a Washington Post article in April of 2014 from uh, a Richard Ron R-A-H-N, um, and it's just so succinct He really kind of goes through this list Of things that uh, just haven't happened
1: And what's the name of the article Because it's a good read Yeah,
0: it's really good It's uh, the global warming apocalypses That didn't happen Okay uh, Anyway, so And then, and then uh, In 2007 The chief of the United Nations Intergovernmental panel on climate change The IPCC said That if there's no action before 2012 That's too late what we do in the next two years, two to three years, will determine our future. This is the defining moment. Well, okay, so now it's 2014. Yeah, can we give up now? Well, we, 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 we were supposed to be able to give up in 2000, but now, okay, there's a new, you know, they moved the goalposts even further down the line, right? And they said, 2012, don't cross this line, right? don't cross to line. And, and don't worry, someone will say, eventually someone will say, we need to do something by 2020. Um, other than, otherwise, it'll be irreversible.
1: 2075. You know what it is? It's soccer. In football, when the clock runs out, the game's over, right? But yep. in soccer, they just put more time on the clock. Well, Stoppage time. It's
0: stoppage time. Right. It's
1: extra time.
0: Um, all right. It's now 2014, and nothing was done before 2012, so it may be too late. Why, why spend any more money fighting global warming, just like Ron says here? All right. New one. <laughs> Then in 2009, James Hansen, the climate expert who until last year was head of NASA's Goddard Institute of Space Studies, firmly declared that President Obama has only four years to save the Earth, meaning 2013, uh, which you might have noticed uh, Obama has failed to do. Back in 2006, Al Gore told us that we only had 10 years to solve the global warming problem.
1: Yeah, in two thousand and thirteen, Obama was trying to ban all the guns in the wake of the Sandy Hook shooting. He wasn't focused on this, so he well, missed
0: it. I, well, there's also Obamacare. Don't forget about that. So that, oh. he was busy with Obamacare. He was busy. Dude was busy. <laughs> you know what with the what with the website and all. You know that yeah. took a lot of work. But he, you know he, he, what? Can't even, he can't even hold on. He can't even <laughs> do a simple website. And he's telling us that we're supposed to rely on all these computer models and such like that. The whole thing is, you know, trust me on this one. Uh,
1: since you're so
0: right.
1: I didn't even think about that. They can't build a website of brochureware and they're trying to brochure. <laughs> yeah. <a> brochure. Just <laughs> a brochure.
0: Just plug in your name, tell us how much you want which uh, option you want to buy. Anyway, it's just an amazing thing. All right, so uh, And then here's another one. Uh, This is from a while ago. A Newsweek article from April uh, 1975, a long time ago. Quote, the longer the planners delay, the more difficult will they find it to cope with climate change once the results have become grim reality. Close quote. Uh, And so you can find most of these and more quotes on the Climate Depot website collected by Mark uh, Morano, apparently. All right. Anyway, the just released report by the IPCC uh, toned down all this rhetoric from its previous reports because its predictive models they failed to anticipate just about anything. So here we are. Okay, Uh, sea levels have in fact only been slowly rising since the end of the Little Ice Age uh, around 1850. Uh, Coastal cities have not disappeared. Um, we have been uh, dealing with uh, all sorts of different issues. For the most part, this is not a piece of a, some grand master plan. Uh, but the basic fact is that new cities are constantly being built on top of old cities, a practice that has gone for at least a thousand years, a few thousand years. Um, anyway, the, 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 and then he goes on to, to say how we easily adapt to everything. Stuff happens. The climate changes all the time. And to somehow blame it on man is just a pretext to... to you know, as they say, green is the new red, right? That's all it's about. It always has been. And now comes the question, my, my dear liberal friends, y- you've heard all this stuff. Okay, you may even remember these predictions being made yourself. You may have heard these dire warnings. After all, you were the ones making them. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> you championed Al Gore and all his allies about global warming, and you were so terrified of the future and everything else, and. And, and action has to be taken now. Now, damn it. And then uh, nothing kind of happens, right? <laughs> I mean, the temperature doesn't increase. The coastal cities are not being swamped. And the, the polar ice caps are not only still there, but they're, they're growing. Wind are h- h- how, do you, how do you explain this, my dear friend? What, what does this do to you if you uh, have championed the global warming uh, scenario? And you insisted that all of us deniers were like Holocaust deniers and that we're so stupid and everything else. How do you square that, that circle? What, what, how do you reconcile that? Do, do you simply, are you like one of those guys on the street that they say that their world will end tomorrow and then tomorrow comes and goes? And, and what do you do? Do you just scratch out the, the date of when the world will end and, and replace it with another date? Tell me. You know, because that's the way we look at you. We look at you as fools in the exact same way because you have no backup for it. You you ignore the most key distinctions uh, of the Little Ice Age. If you don't, if you do not focus on the Little Ice Age and the fact that we are coming out of it, well then of course you're going to say the earth is, is increasing its temperature from the year 1850, 1860. Because we're coming out of the Little Ice Age, that's the reason why. And so it appears to you, again, just looking at from the beginning of, of 1850, 1860, as though uh, something terrible was happening. But you, you just ignore the facts on the ground. And when you ignore even the smallest things, it completely distorts the story, doesn't it? It's like my famous example uh, of the, um, the, the, the pregnant woman uh, who appears to be robbing the convenience store. And I can make her look as if she's stealing from the convenience store now, I can tell you a whole scenario But the one thing I leave out Is that she's pregnant and once, I, and, and once I tell people That in this story she's actually pregnant And she's nine months pregnant Then suddenly they realize That she's going to the hospital And she's rushing out of the convenience store And she's just pregnant She's not carrying anything underneath her, her coat She's just pregnant And those little facts Change everything don't they and, and, and that's what these, these computer programmers are all finding out. These assumptions were all wrong. And even if some of them were right, even just one of them has to be wrong, and the whole thing falls apart. So, my dear liberal friends, if you were wrong on all these things, and in fact you were wrong on every single prediction, every single one, and this is to say nothing of all the reports coming out from um, the, the University of East Anglia in which they were clearly fabricating things in a Gruber-esque type style, right? And admitting it to each other. Yeah, and saying, you know, <laughs> we have to hide the decline. Yeah, exactly. What, what do we do with this? How do we trick this? You know, words like this. So this is this is the bizarre thing. Where do you, How do you? How do you square this? I, I, I'd like answers from you. And when you do answer, please don't argue at the margins. Please address directly the main points. Tell me where I'm wrong. If, if, in fact, the, the ice caps are melting and I've been looking at the wrong uh, measures, well, then, by all means, tell me. But guess what? CNN and MSNBC are not reporting anything of the, of the like. They're talking about how important it is to fight cl- climate change, but they're not at all pointing out to the realities. They're not saying we, we've now increased our temperatures by X amount since in the past 15 years, that the polar ice caps are melting. It, it, just, it just ain't happening, my friends. What do you have to say to, to yourself about this?
1: Well, I put on my liberal hat. Oh, I see. So I was going to respond. Uh-huh. Gonna resp- Here it is. Let me just see if this is what you hey, get.
0: Let me just tell you, the, the, our dear listeners, um, Ari has been putting on a sticker and pointing it to his baseball cap, and it says "liberal," <laughs> and I and apparently I'm supposed to understand that that means he's putting on his liberal hat. All right, <laughs> go on. It's success, Barack. We've
1: succeeded because we banned light bulbs. And barbecues and wood-burning fireplaces, and we have, I bought that Prius, and because I did my part. Right, as a liberal, yeah. As a liberal, Mm -hmm. we've made it decline. This is success, and that's why we have to keep going uh, on the same course, right? because um, everything's working. Mm -hmm. you see. That's why we have to strike this deal with China and de-industrial ourselves further because the only reason the decline is happening and global warming isn't happening is because of all the success we've made.
0: You don't change horses midstream. I see. All right. Never mind that, that it's only America doing it and no other countries is actually doing it. And everything
1: and er- I said is completely idiotic. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> right? And, and, and of course, yeah, and, and China and India are ramping up their carbon emissions and everything else. It's, it's, and, and we have more carbon emissions than ever before. All right. OK, I understand. But, but don't you see, folks, and the reason why I bring this up is global warming and the way you deal with global warming. Is symbolic, emblematic Of the way you deal with all your liberal issues That's the concern I have for you Because the, the, the evidence is always mounting against you Whether it's the social security Failures, whether it's Obamacare is a failure Whether it's affirmative action is a failure Socialism Whatever whatever you throw at us Everything you do is a failure The stimulus You name it, public education Gun, gun, control,
1: gun control, everything
0: It's failed and, and and the facts come out; they reveal that your policy is wrong, and and what happens to you? How do you continue to advance this cause? I mean, I changed. I, I was a liberal. I became a conservative because I realized that that my beliefs did not conform with the facts. I mean, the, the facts proved that I was wrong, yeah, and I just Michael, go.
1: Mike Brown and Trayvon.
0: Yeah. Two perfect
1: uh, examples. Uh, uh, yeah. What, if it, what liberal has come around and said, "Whoops, I should have had a VA. I was wrong." I'm George Zimmerman. I'm sorry, Officer Wilson. I'm sorry, we were wrong. Thank God you weren't convicted.
0: Yeah, but you know it's an interesting thing, um, and, and this is where I'm getting at. It's a final point. Then I'll, I think we'll call it a day. When I told the story of the pregnant woman coming out of the convenience store, um, and I told you that little fact that she's pregnant, it changes. It alters the story. But when I, when I tell it to people, and this is really fascinating, Ari, I, I set up the whole scenario. I don't tell them that the woman is pregnant yet. I, just, I simply describe a, a woman she's wearing a heavy coat and she appears to be holding something underneath her uh, coat. And there's a lot of commotion going on in the 7 11 store and she's racing out of the sub 11 store. And she's looking nervously at her her watch, and a car comes from the other side of the street, does a U-turn, screeches and halts right before her. She gets in the car. She yells at the driver, go, 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 and they speed off, right? That's the scenario that I give them. And then 9 out of 10 people will say, well, she robbed the store. And I say, yep, that sounds like it. And then I say to them, that's when I add in the pregnant part. Then I say, oh, there's one thing I forgot to tell you. You know, she's nine months pregnant. Does that change your perception of things? And then they said, no. Why would it? And I said, because maybe that was her husband. And they're going to the hospital. And the, the thing that was below her coat was just her baby about to be born. And she looks at her watch because the contractions were now a minute apart. Right. Or, or wondering where her husband is or whatever it might be. And, you know, Ari, I would say... Out of those nine people that, that still believe that, believe that she was robbing the store, most of them still will stick to their interpretation, the original interpretation. Well she still was probably stealing the store, uh, robbing the store. But here's the funny thing. Had I told them ahead of time, simply a story of a, of a pregnant woman coming out of the store, and her husband then does a U-turn and does this, they would, I would say, well is it possible that she was robbing the store? They would say, probably not. She was just going to the hospital. So the pro- but my, my point is, they get stuck in the narrative. They, they can't let go of the narrative. And that explains liberal thinking. That explains what happens with global warming. People can't let go.
1: They take it personally. They, they, they do. They, and, and, and eager then
0: they, eager gra- they, they must stick to the narrative. Same thing with what you just said. Trayvon Martin with Michael Brown, even the Duke lacrosse players. They they just won't let go. They'll they'll continue on with their mantra that justice was not served, that this was horrible. They Something
1: ble- must have happened.
0: Yeah. That's right. Um, same thing with uh, you know the, the what do you call it? The the, the, the preschool uh, molestation case. No, the molestation oh, case Oh McMartin. McMartin. You know, people couldn't let that go. And, and and people are right to say that even though they've been uh, wrongly accused of something, of, of rape or murder or something like that. How do you get your reputation back? Be- precisely because of this issue, and and liberals, they are really. We had that podcast, liberal by association. They can't they can't let go, and and, and you need to let go. It, when the facts point to something else, my friend, you need to change your opinion. You need to look at things differently. And, and finally, just go, go with it. You don't have to say you're a, a diehard conservative. I understand that. But at least on one issue after the other, you can say, maybe I was wrong on this one. The facts simply suggest otherwise. That's, that's where we're going with the global warming thing. Because the facts and global warming are so devastatingly against you. They have so devastatingly proven to be wrong. All those predictions. And, I, and I, you need to check in with yourself and ask... Where are you going to go with this? Now is your fork in the road. Make a decision. Do you see the nonsense, or do you want to continue to, to, to be blind and just sing the narrative and be a fool like all those people that, that still think that the pregnant lady stole from the convenience store? All right, my friends. Well, I think we've explained this. This is Barack Lurie. This has been the Barack Lurie podcast. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk with you really soon.